Yo, yo, yo. What's up, everybody? This is your boy, Isaac. And this is your boy, Bryce. And we are Brothers on Tennis. And folks, we are well into the month of February. There's a lot of tennis that has been going on. And guess what, people? I got my partner back, Bryce. (laughs) (laughs) What up, dog? What up, man? (laughs) Brother, why don't you go ahead and let the folk know how your February has been going? (laughs) Oh, man. Well, I've been feeling like an old man for a while now, and now I guess I I officially have the age to go with it. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) But, uh, yeah, I missed you guys, but, um, you know, Isaac, you know, we were over there in Maui, and we just, it was just a few of us, and we we did a few things and hung out and celebrated uh, crossing that milestone number, so... Um, it was a good time. It was a relaxing time, but uh, I was ready to get back and uh, talk some tennis. See, that's what I'm talking about. Excited to come back and talk about tennis. Come on, folks. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> well, Bryce, let me tell you, man. And, and, I oh, think... hold on. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. And, and I just want, you know, I want to shout out one particular person. Yeah. I want to shout out Coach Jason Purcell over there in Maui. Thank you very much for the birthday uh, baseball cap from the Australian Open. Really, really appreciated that. So um, I will be sporting my Australian Open baseball cap uh, uh, for the next couple of months around here. (laughs) That is awesome, my friend. That is awesome. Yeah, man. Well, I tell you what, it is so good to have you back because uh, even though, you know, I can talk and everything, I don't too much like talking to myself. So it's much, much better (laughs) when I can talk to somebody else about this game of tennis. So welcome back, my brother. Thank you. It's good to be back. Yeah, yeah. So Bryce, what you been doing on the tennis front, man? Well, I have been watching these ladies and um, I want to talk for just a few minutes about the Dubai Open last week because there were some very, you know what? I want to talk about some trends that are okay. happening in women's tennis right now. Okay. And one of the things, and I'm going to just kind of go down the draw as I'm looking at it. And I'm not looking necessarily at who won. I'm just looking at some basic results. And I feel like I'm seeing some trends in a couple of places. Now, the first person I want to mention is, the young lady from Tunisia, Jabur. Jabur, yep. Let me tell you what, although she ended up losing the Halep and she lost in a third set tiebreaker, we're starting to see consistent results from this lady. That's right. And I really like her game. And I think she is going to be somebody the tour is going to have to deal with this year. I completely agree. Completely. Yeah. She's got strong game. She's got a variety in her game, which is really nice to see. It is. And you know what? She kind of reminds me a little bit of an awkward uh, Barty. <laughs> I like that. An awkward Barty. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she does. Um, and But she's fun to watch. And yeah. uh, so, so she's one person I wanted to spotlight. There was a first-round match last week between uh, Svitolina and Jennifer Brady. And to me, this was the meeting of two players that are going in the opposite direction. That's right. 
I don't know what's going on with Fitalina because her boyfriend is clowning. <laughs> He's on, straight clowning. <laughs> on the men's tour. I mean, Monfils is really doing his thing. Uh, but Fitalina has been taking shots to the dome left and right um, this last month. I don't know what's going on with her. <laughs> I love how you said that, taking shots to the dome. Because she has. I mean, she really, really has. And but in contrast to that, yeah. Jennifer Brady, I, who woke up because I know, right? she has been having some really good results. And I mean, she made it all the way to the semifinals. That's right. Of this tournament. And, you know, nobody had her on their draw sheet to make it to the semifinals. So uh, she's doing really well. Um, I also want to mention a, a lot like Svetlana. I don't know what's going on with Belinda Benchich. Yep. 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 I mean, she's taking losses here. Uh, she's taking a few shots to the dome. Um, <laughs> and matches that I would have ordinarily thought she would have breezed in. I agree with you. Yeah, that, that match against Pavlyuchenkova, which Pavlyuchenkova has been playing some good tennis of late. So that's, you know, that good on her. But still, it's so lopsided, though, for her to give her a breadstick and then take two breadsticks. Right. They, <laughs> there's just something wrong with that scoreline. I'm sorry. That's, there, that's not good. Definitely. Um, and, oh, here we go. I have another meeting of two players going in opposite directions. A little bit. Maybe not as drastic as Svitolina and Brady. But Sophia Kennan and Rybakina. Right. And Kennan, now, look, honestly, she's not doing that bad, but I expected her to do the same thing that most first-time Grand Slam champions do. Uh, you know, she's losing a few matches now. No real reason for alarm, but... Um, she definitely is probably feeling the effects right now of winning that tournament. Right. And um, so, but I, I have faith that, that she's going to bounce back. Oh, yeah. Rebacana? <laughs> yep. She's, yep. About, she's about to make my squad, I'm telling you. She, <laughs> she is doing a damn thing. I If y'all have not been checking out... Elena Rybakina, and I know it looks like Rabakina, but I'm trying to pronounce these names right. <laughs> she yeah, is clowning right she now. Is. She is. I mean, she has had a really great year, Bryce. She's been putting it on some folks. And, I mean, she's she got a big game. She's a big girl. I don't know her stats, but she looks like she's kind of tall. She looks like she might be six feet. Um, mm -hmm. But big old game. She got a real nice looking game, and and she's very even keel. I like her demeanor. It's very contained, and I, I like Rebecca a lot, dude. I like you said. I, she's she's gonna make the squad. She's gonna make the squad. And I and when I see her, she reminds me of a a just a an ever so slightly more polished version of Anna Samova. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. I can see that. Yeah, and I still, I, Anna Smova, I still think it's kind of coming to her own, but I agree with you. I think that those two have very similar games and similar styles, and I honestly believe that they both will follow very similar paths as well. Anna Smova, of course, as we know, is still dealing with, you know, the loss, but I think once she's able to kind of get herself back on, on solid ground, I think you're going to see more of her as well, but I won't take the shine away from uh, Rabakina. She, she is doing the thing. She really is. Yes, and sir. then 
And then I can't end this segment without talking about the return of Miss Kim Kleisters. Yes, sir. And I just want to break it down for all of you listeners right now in case you just happened to, to have seen the score and didn't really watch the match. Now, she met Garbina Muguruza in the first round, which was a very unfortunate uh, draw for her, uh, with Muguruza just coming off of an Australian Open finals. Uh, But I'm telling you what, if you looked at the score and you said, "Mm, 6-2-7-6, you know, that was expected, and obviously Kim is not ready yet. I'm telling you, if you watched that match, I was blown away by how good Kim Kleister looked. Now, granted, yeah, the first set she, you know, she was trying to find her zone. Second set was classic Kim Kleister, and I don't even know why I'm saying classic. Classic because I don't know where that fork that forehand came from. I don't remember <laughs> Kim Kleister's forehand being that live when yeah. she was on the tour. Uh, now, granted, you know, I want to keep things, you know, all expectations realistic. You know, Kim, you know, she still looks like she needs to get into a little better shape. Her, mm-hmm. her movement, although was really good for not having played in seven and a half years, right. um, you know, it, it's, of course, not where it was when she was, you know, playing before. But Muguruza said it in the, the post-match interview. She's going to give a lot of players some problems. Yep, yep. Yeah, I mean like absolutely. I mean like right now. I'm not <laughs> I'm not even talking about like what Kim looks like 6 to 8 months from now. Right, I mean right. right now she probably and I'm I'm not trying to, you know, exaggerate or anything, but when I look at that draw, mm-hmm. if she had not met Muguruza, she could have easily beaten at least 50 to 60% of the other people in that tournament in the first round. Definitely agree. Definitely agree. Like I said, Kim looked good. I like the fact, like you said, she was hitting out on that forehand. I like the fact that, you know, her movement actually was really nice. She did the Kim Kleister slide on the (laughs) hard court. I mean, so those are all extremely positive things as it relates to her coming back on the WTA scene. I mean, I really feel like she's she's going to do some damage. She's going to mess mess some folk up. (laughs) She really is. (laughs) Yes, sir. So I just wanted to kind of make mention of those kind of trends that I'm seeing with certain players right now. Um, and just for us to kind of keep our eyes on that um, as we continue through the tennis season. But as it related to the actual Dubai Open, uh, it was an unexpected set of semifinals. Um, I think we expected Halep to be there. We didn't expect for Jen Brady to be there. <laughs> no. Um, and, and and Halep let her know that she shouldn't have been there when she gave her that whole biscuit and that bagel in the semifinal. Uh, but I'm, I'm going to give Jenna just a little bit of a reprieve because she was coming off of a couple three-set, like, really tough matches. So I'm hoping that it was just the fact that she was a little bit tired and, and, and it wasn't the fact that Halep just skull-cracked her. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But she did do it pretty bad, though. She did it dirty. She did it bad. All I'm gonna, all I'm gonna say is how it came off of two, three setters herself. Oh, that's true. Yeah, you got it. Yeah, I didn't notice that. That's true. That's true. But that's okay. But for Jen Brady, she'll take a semifinal result um, at Dubai each year if she could. Heck yeah. 
And then in the bottom half of the draw, because Belinda Bencic uh, lost in the first round, we had uh, we had <laughs> Petra Marnik in the semifinals against Rabakina. And I, mm-hmm. even though it was a close match, I think it was it was two tiebreakers. Yeah. Um, Rabakina has been been the hot player on the tour, so I fully expected her to win that. And in mm-hmm. the finals, she she damn near won against Howard. Oh, let's be clear. She could have very easily won that match. She, I believe, had match points, if I'm not mistaken. Um, so it was it was a very, very close one. Or maybe she did. Maybe it was 6-5 when, in Halep. I, I can't quite remember. But, yeah, it was really close, bro. And there was a lot of tense moments in that tiebreaker. Um, but, no, I think Rabakina, she, she, she represented herself. Even though she didn't get to raise the trophy, she, she has to be very happy and proud of what she put out in regards to this tournament. She did a thing. She, she really did. And congratulations to Halep. Yeah, you know, for sure. We know that she is a, contend, a contender in every tournament she enters. And so uh, she was the number one seed, and she, she went to Dubai, and she handled business. That's right. That's what you got to do. <laughs> so let's move into the ladies tournaments for this week. And, and we're going to start, excuse me, we're going to start with the tournament that is in Mexico. And I yep. think they're in Acapulco. And yes, normally, I don't know if we would really talk about this tournament or not. It may be a little bit on a smaller side for us, yeah. but Brothers on Tennis is going to talk about this tournament because the number one seed is Sloane Stevens, and a very special wild card is in the draw as well by the name of Miss Venus Williams. Venus! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. So happy to see Venus back out on the court. I'm hoping that she's feeling 100%, you know, based on, you know, it's just, you know, the play of, of, of late. I don't know if she was 100% when she was in the Australian, but I, hopefully she's able to do a little bit of damage in this tournament, bro. Well, I, and I don't know how many listeners uh, pay attention to this, but Venus actually has a YouTube series. And um, if you get an opportunity, you should go out there and watch it because unlike Serena's show on HBO, Being Serena, which was kind of very serious, mm-hmm. uh, Venus has kind of taken the very lighthearted route with her show. And uh, it's very insightful, very informative. And I picked up a couple of things watching a couple of episodes. And, and, and one of those things was that, and now don't get me wrong, I'm not trying to take anything away from Coco Golf mm-hmm. uh, uh, winning that first round match against Venus. But having watched her series, it is completely clear to me now that Venus was not fully healthy at the Australian Open. And it makes a lot of sense to me because the issue she had was with her knee. So if you if you watch the match, and I think we even commented on this, her serve looked good, her ground strokes looked good, but her movement was right. not there. And right. now it really makes sense to me now that I see that it was her She She hadn't she had stopped actually practicing on the court and didn't resume until she actually got to a stroke. Oh, wow. Didn't know that. Yeah, so uh, it seems like she's feeling a lot better now, so I'm really going to look at what she does here at this tournament because, once again, no disrespect to the other women that are in this tournament, 
but this is a buster draw. <laughs> and yes, if, it is. if ever Venus wanted to get another title under her belt, mm-hmm. it would be this week because even with the number one seed, until Sloan Stevens getting married, ain't <laughs> nobody's scared of her. <laughs> nobody's scared of Sloan Stevens. There you have it. <laughs> and they could possibly meet in the quarters, folks. So They they could. Yeah, they very they could, but you just never know. <laughs> I'm seeing some real interesting names that I've never seen before. Uh, <laughs> right. and you just never know what of my slide up. <laughs> and and and, and we haven't really seen any results come through yet, except for one. Um we had Miss, mm-hmm. and you know, this is Brothers on Tennis, so we're kind of supporting mm-hmm. our people. So, well. Heather Watson, we appreciate that uh, that victory you got today over Coco Gall. <laughs> I mean, over uh, Coco Vanderway. Mm-hmm. Go on, get her, Heather. Get her! <laughs> <laughs> and for those of you that listened to previous episodes, you know what we're talking you about. You know exactly why. Because <laughs> why? Because somebody act like we invisible and can't talk to nobody. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't so, no good gonna come to you. Ain't no good gonna come to you. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> so, uh, so thank you, Heather Watson, for holding that victory up for us. Yes, sir. But when I looked at this draw overall, Isaac, I thought, I hope Isaac does not ask for my predictions in terms <laughs> of semifinals or whatever, because I'm not making any predictions for this tournament. Every last person in this draw can win this tournament. It, this <laughs> it, it, it is that buster. Um, it's busted, folks. It really is. It's buster draw. <laughs> yeah, I can't. I mean, Laura Davis may win it, or Sarah Ronnie may make her big return to the <laughs> to lifting a singles title. I, you know, I can't Just, call it. You can't call it. Man. I can't call Hibino, it. Hibino. Yeah, she, hey, she she was trying to show out a little bit too. So you never know, man. Can't Anybody call can't call it. So, keep, so, in terms of Brothers on Tennis, keep your eyes on Heather Watson, Venus Williams, and Sloane Stevens. And we're hoping that one of the three of them walks away with the title. That's right. Come on, ladies. Now, for where the real tennis players are playing this week. <laughs> right there, like, I'm here at the work. They said, what you say? We have the Qatar Open. Uh, yes. And that is in Doha. And this is where you have uh, some semblance of a strong draw. Uh, oh, your yeah. your top eight seeds are uh, Ash Barty. Actually, number two was Hallop, but she withdrew, I think, after she won that title last week. Right. Um, then we have Pliskova, Vincic, Svitolina, Kennan, Burton, and Kvitova. And, mm-hmm. and actually, uh, Sabalenka, who was the number nine seed, kind of moved into the number eight seed uh, position on the draw. And and I'm telling you what, I just read you that list of top eight, and it is entirely possible that none of those top eight even make it to the semifinals. <laughs> because <laughs> true. this is the beauty of the women's tour in 2020. There is so much parity on the tour that literally mm-hmm. anybody in the top 50 yep. can win any match. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, Conte Bayet may go, may get up through there and right. decide to win. You just never know. We're, 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 <laughs> this is what we're seeing, and it's actually what makes it exciting for me. Right. Agree. Absolutely agree. But um, you know, I, I wanted to kind of give that disclaimer before I gave my predictions for the semifinals, <laughs> so you kind of know what frame of reference I'm coming from. So y'all don't be like, "Ooh, what?" what? <laughs> What he's smoking, <laughs> you know. But I'm gonna wait, and I'm gonna let Isaac go first. And why, see, and why, why you? Cause see, you just ready for to, to start cracking on me. That's all that. <laughs> no, is. no, because you are gonna crack on who I have predicted. <laughs> so who I have on the on the on the top side of the draw, I I, I will, and you know. I just am always going to believe in Ash Barty. I don't see really anybody in there. I mean, there's some folk. I mean, Kenna could do something, but she has to play Muguruza. So I'm still going to go with Barty making it to the semis. And in, in, in all honesty, I mean, you know, I know that, that she kind of had a, 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 a bit of a, a rough start. Um, but I'm going to go with Kavitova. I think Kavitova can actually get get up there and, and make it to the, um, the semis. So I think it's going to be... Barty against Kvitova, and on the bottom half of the draw, I, I'm gonna kind of step out there in a weird way, just because I, I just, I, I, this is more so maybe me just saying because I want this person to win, but I actually, I actually think it's gonna be Anna Samova versus Sabalenka. Okay. So those are those are my picks for the semis. And and then how do you see the finals playing out? So I would then say it's going to be Ash Barty against Sabalenka. And, and I think that Sabalenka is going to end up actually taking out Ash Barty for the title. Well, I know Sabalenka is your new Caroline Garcia, but <laughs> she, but, 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 you know, she at least comes through for you at times. So she does at times. She does. That's true. Yeah. Well, so what you got, bro, what you got on your, in your draw? Cause I can't wait to hear this. What you okay. got? All right, so I have in the top half for the semifinals, mm-hmm. I have Rubakina mm. against Jabur. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I think okay. I think right now Rubakina is playing some of the best tennis on the tour. I, I don't think Ash Barty is a good matchup with Rubakina. I think Rubakina could get her. Um, I think Kenan and Muguruza will potentially have a good match, but I see Rubakina still coming through uh, over either one of them. And Jabur, I actually have her meeting Kavitova, but I I feel like what you said with the variety that she has in her game, mm-hmm. I think she can she's going to cause Kavitova some problems. And I know I'm and believe me, I'm not saying that this is locked and loaded. Uh, you know, I know this is a bit of a stretch, but I'm also I'm also picking two of the hottest players on the tour right now. That's true. Very true. Very true. Now, on the bottom half of the draw, mm-hmm. I I agree with you with Anna Samova, so okay. I had her there, but I I actually had Kiki Burdens coming through. Oh, okay. And okay. that other spot, it, it, and to be very honest with you, Isaac, I could have gone with Burdens. Or I could have gone with Sabalenka. And I just felt like, um, you know, Burdens was maybe a safer uh, pick for gotcha. me. 
Gotcha. But in the finals, I expect it to be a Rubakina and a Samoga final. Mm, okay. And and I have Rubakina taking the title. Wow. So she has made it to your squad. Good Lord. Yeah, yeah. That's, <laughs> now, I, I may be coming talking to you all wrong face next week. <laughs> right? Talking about that's your Garcia. <laughs> <laughs> but but that, that's who I'm going to go with. Nice, bro. I, hey, man, I can't be mad at you with that pick. That's 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 a legit pick. I mean, because again, you're going with players that are hot. They're they're playing good ball right now. So why not? Exactly. Absolutely. So Isaac, talk to us about the men. That you know that that takes us up to speed with the women. Yeah, yeah. So if, you know, we had three tournaments last week, similar to every other week in February. The men just got a lot of a lot of tournaments going on. Um, so they had Delray Beach, they had uh, Rio, and I believe they had Marse- Marseille. Yeah, Mar- is that the right way to yeah. say that? Marseille. Marseille. Yeah. yeah. And um, man, I mean, just just some some really good tennis overall. And I know that, like I said, like you know, they're smaller tournaments, so we typically don't don't talk about them in great detail. Um, but when you look at Delray, I mean, hey man, it's it's it's. First of all, you, I was a little disappointed that, you know, Nick wasn't able to play or didn't show up or whatever the case may be. So that was disappointing. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what his reasoning was, but again, he, he pulled out of the draw. So that was disappointing. But it was nice hey, to see Big... Oh, just oh, yeah. FYI, it says it was his wrist. Oh, okay. Okay. So, right. I mean, you know, he's in the draw for one of the tournaments next, this week, so we'll see. Okay. All right. Yeah, we'll have to see what... Uh, what Nick can do, but um, yeah, I was hoping he'd be at Delray Beach, but that's okay. I mean, Tiafo got him a couple wins, and then unfortunately went down <laughs> a, a breadstick and a whole biscuit to Hugo Umbert. He was like, "Am I scared of you?" <laughs> he was like, "Your game does what not impress me." And so, you know, he did his thing and then unfortunately lost to uh, Nishioka, who I have to say, Bryce, his game has really come around of late. Because um, Nish- Nishioka used to always kind of take that L. And right. he's really been getting some some good victories of late. So really k- kudos to him. I mean, he's trying to, I guess, take that mantle from uh, Kei Nishikori. Nishikori. Since he's, yeah, you know. Because yeah. you so, know, Nishikori been out there talking about he might retire. I know, right? Crazy. I mean, I just, but but when you that injury prone and everything, man, it, it just weighs on you. And I think for him, you know, he's not that big of a, a guy anyway. And for him to just try and compete day in and day out with the with the big guys, it, it can definitely take its toll. So, yeah, but apparently Nishioka is like, hey, I, I got your back, son. So I'm going to go ahead and start getting these W's. And, mm-hmm. and he put he put my boy John Millman on, on the rack and was like, I'm not here to my skate, you fool. Get out of here. Shoot. <laughs> and then on the other side, man, and I, I think I told you about this. You got Riley Opelka who made it through the draw and made it through the final. And, and mind you, okay, so... Riley's game may not be the most aesthetically pleasing and it may not be the most interesting, but I don't know what it is, folks, but I like Riley Opelka. I just think he is country hood. He got that country hood thing going on. 
And I just like the guy. I like, you know, he's just, I don't know. I like him. I root for him. I want him to win. And thankfully, he actually did that. So he was able to, uh, you know, raise the trophy, get them coins, and uh, told Nishioka to go and get out the way because uh, Delray uh, Beach was his. Yeah. And uh, yeah, he that, even told Ray on it. Get on out of here, son. This ain't Canada. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, congratulations to Opelka. And I mean, because we have to start getting some better results from our American men. We, we do. really do. And, yeah. you know, everybody else is playing around. And, and wait a minute. Speaking of our American men, mm-hmm. congratulations to Jack Sock. For, Come on now. For getting his first win against Albach. That's right. In the That's first right. round. Now, yeah, man. Now, I was a little mad that he took that breadstick in the next round from Stevie Johnson. <laughs> you know, I mean... Yeah, because right. I tell you what, in that third set, boy, all of them Twinkies and Ho-Hos started to catch up with Jack Sock. <laughs> he was like, he was clutching his chest, and he was like, no mas, no mas. No mas, bitch, no mas. Let me go. Let me go. <laughs> Woo. That is funny, but no, you are right, bro. Kudos to Jack Sock for finally getting him a singles victory because it's been a long time. It's been a minute. 2018, y'all. It's been a minute. It has been a minute, but we want to see him back, and and, and so glad to see he got that first win under his belt. Exactly. And then we jump over to Rio, which, you know, it's clay, and there wasn't too many. Well, the only person in there that was like, hey, is Dominique Team, and you just really thought, hey, Dominique Team's going to get up in here and and, and do the thing. And apparently, I don't even know this person's name, Mager, Mager? he's from Italy. He jumped on... uh, (laughs) He jumped on Dominic team. Was like, "Anybody scared of you, son? I got game. I got game on Clay too." And took out took out the top seed, made it to the finals, but unfortunately went down to Christian Garin, who Christian Garin is having a great season thus far, bro. And two excellent. titles. And, yeah, and I think he's undefeated on Clay, right? Uh huh. That's right. Best uh, record on Clay at this point. Okay, Nadal, better hold on to that bench open. <laughs> right. You got somebody coming for you. <laughs> And, 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 oh, man. And, and let me just, before we get off of this tournament, because we know we're not going to stay on this one too long. No. Um, not only was I disappointed that team went out, but I was actually thinking it was going to be a team Larovich final. Yeah, yeah. And my boy Larovich lost to Sonego in, mm-hmm. in the second round. And uh, now, granted, it was two tiebreakers, and I, I didn't see the match, so I'm, I'm not exactly sure what happened, but I'm glad to see him playing uh, back this week coming up. So, Absolutely. So kudos to you, Garlene, for getting your second tournament of the season. That is incredible. Yes. And then, Bryce, we had the, I guess the, I don't know, if, well, I guess it was a 250 as well, but to me it was a little bit more... I guess there were more names, if you will, in this tournament. So I, it was a, a little more attractive to me because you had Medvedev in there, Hatchinoff was in there, Ajay Ali Asim, Benoit Perez, Pavlov, Herkatch, Cece Pass, of course. So they had some pretty good names in the uh, the Marseille uh, Open 13. And man, listen, this tournament was crazy. I mean, it's just. <laughs> I, Every time I thought I knew what was going on, I just got flipped. I mean, first of all, let's give a shout out to Jill Simone for taking out Medvedev and giving that bitch a bagel. 
was like, am I scared of you? I couldn't believe that. And Dude. I, and I got another question. Who woke up Papa Sill? <laughs> right? Papa Sill was like, ain't nobody scared of y'all. He's like, I'm from Canada. You got Felix and Shpavlov all out there getting their shine on. I'm going to give me some shine, too. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> Until I meet Cece Pass. Well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Better known as the Shine Killer. <laughs> the Shine Killer. He, no, the Canadian Killer. You might as well call him that. Because he took oh. out Vasek Pospisil and got up in the final. And unfortunately, our boy, Felix Ajay Ali Asim, who I personally was like, okay, this is your, a great opportunity right. for you to go on ahead and get your first title. You've owned CeCe Pass in both the juniors and on the regular ATP tour. He has a winning record, folks, against CeCe Pass in, on both juniors as well as in the ATP circuit. Um, but unfortunately, he got up in that final, and CC Pass was defending champion. And CC Pass was like, "Bitch, you know, I scared of you in no finals." Because <laughs> <laughs> what you were zero and four, and now I'm gonna make you zero and five. <laughs> and I mean, that's it. And he, I mean, he got up in there, and Bryce, I'm telling you, in my opinion. I don't really feel that CeCe Pass really had to do anything too special. He played contained. Yep. He played a very mature match. Mm-hmm. And what he did is he basically, in my eyes, exposed something that I was kind of talking with you about. And I feel that Felix is going to have to really, really look at and work work on. Because if he doesn't, it's going to really impact his ability to be a slam winner and to reach number one. And that's being having a plan B and a plan C and a plan D. Have different plans. Be able to be defensive when you need to be. You can't always just be Mr. Offense. And I compared him to James Blake. Mm-hmm. James, we I, I, I was a huge fan of James Blake. Loved his tennis. Loved his aggressiveness. But I feel that is the reason why James hit a ceiling and never was able to reach a grand slam or really contend with the big folks is because he didn't know how to play defense. He never had a plan B or a game B, game C, game D. It was always... Hit the, hit the felt off the ball, and, and, and let's see what happens. And I find Felix plays that very, very similar ball. And when he's not 100% on, to me, he takes these L's. And to me, that championship was a, an absolute example of that. Right, yeah, he just had to keep the ball on the court. Um, Felix, my, my fear for him is yeah. that I don't want – these finals he's getting in and not getting the job done to get mental. Right. Because this is five. Yeah, this is five. And like you said, this was the time he played somebody in the finals that he kind of, he's kind of owned in his yeah. career. Uh, now, granted, CeCe Pass, you know, he's kind of at a different level a little he bit is. now. So, oh, for sure. So yeah. it's, it's not a bad loss, but every... What's going to happen now is people are going to really start taking note of each final because it's a thing now. Mm-hmm. It truly is they, a thing now. They're going to start calling him Serena. <laughs> 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 they're going to get excited be like, ooh, I'm playing Felix Ajayase. Ali Asim in the final. I'm about to get my title. Come well, on now. at least Serena's getting to Grand Slam finals. Right. No, you're right. <laughs> like, I know, right? That's right. what we're going to take. <laughs> Let's reel that one back in. 
disrespecting the queen like that. <laughs> I know. I'm sorry, Serena. I give I give my bad, Serena. I ain't gonna put you out there like that again. I'm sorry. <laughs> but whatever Patrick told Cece Pass to win, he needs to tell Serena. I know quietly, right? It's, it's something. They, they they need to go and exchange and do whatever they need to do because uh, CeCe Paz is doing it. That's that's one thing for sure. And, and and you know what? And I think I saw a headline somewhere, and, and forgive me if I didn't quote it, if I don't quote it correctly, but yeah. Patrick was saying um, something about Serena, and he was saying, something's not working. I was like, really? <laughs> How much money did they pay you to figure that out? I know, right? <laughs> Genius. Genius. Right. I could have told you that two years ago now. Thanks, Pat. Yeah, thanks, Pat. Very, very good wisdom there. (laughs) (laughs) So anyway, Bryce, that was the tournament for these uh this this past week, man. So congratulations once again to Cece Paz, to Opelka, and to Godin. Yes. Getting getting their coins and getting their titles. Good job, guys. Yes, sir. So, Bryce, we have yet another week of three tournaments for the men. I mean, just tournaments after tournament after tournament. Uh, Lots going on. So, I mean, you want to spend a very short amount of time on the Herbierto and the Chile Chile Dove Men's Skincare Open or whatever. (laughs) Hey, that is wrong. I'm going to tell you what I'm going to do for this tournament. I'm going to jump straight to the champion. Go on ahead, do it. Go on, do it. <laughs> I'm going to say, <laughs> since it's on clay, I'm going to go yep. with a guy who who has not lost on clay yet this year, and that would be got in. That would be got in. I mean, he has been playing some ball, so hey, how, how can you not go for him? I mean, my goodness. Yeah. And, uh, so there you go. And good luck with that lifetime supply of dust. <laughs> Exactly. Although Casper Rude is in the in the deck, so I if if I had my choice though, I would let I would get Rude a, a title up in there. But anyway, we'll let, see what happens. Let me be real clear <laughs> about something. Godin is not about to take his first loss of the year on clay in a final <laughs> to somebody named Casper, and it's not happening. It's not happening. I'm just trying to tell you. Not All right, you heard it here first, folks. Garlene will not lose to Gasparud. <laughs> not on clay. Now, not on clay. now maybe on hardcore or grass or gravel, but not <laughs> not on clay. And it's red clay too. No, yeah, it's red clay. No. Yeah, yeah, that's not happening. There you go. All right, well then, let us jump. What do you want to do? Jump over to Dubai or Abierto? Uh, let's do Abierto. All righty. So in that one, that one's got some good stuff, folks. So I tell you what, top eight seeds, Nadal, Zverev, Wawrinka, FAA, Felix Azzi uh John Isner, Nick Kyrgios, Grigor Dimitrov, and Dusan Lajovic, my boy Bryce's dude. Yeah. Hey, that's a good, uh, hey man, that's, that's a good top eight. That's it, solid. It is. And I am so excited to see Lajovic has Stevie Johnson in the first round. <laughs> All right, Steve, open that slice. <laughs> let me t- let, let me be real clear about something. Dusan Lovich is not losing to Stevie Johnson. That right. is just not happening. 
that that match comes on tomorrow. I'm gonna sit down with my Mountain Dew and popcorn, <laughs> and it is going to be cracking. They got some good first rounders though, man. Vavrinka against Tiafo. That's a good one, man. That's that's pretty yeah. good. And you've got Umbera against Kyrgios. I like Ugo Umbera's game. He's a lefty, swings it pretty good. And he's a young guy too, just like Nick. So that actually should be pretty good. Millman against Fritz. I, yeah, I got Kyle against Feliciano. Yeah, yeah. against Kekmanovic. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and I like Ketchmanovich. I, I actually like his game a lot. So, they, yeah, this, this is actually going to be kind of popping, bro. So, what are you thinking about the semis? Well, you know, you got to put Nadal up there, of course. And I think looking at the other side, I would definitely say, well... I, you you got to say Vavrinka. You have to, even though he, I don't know how he looks, but still, I mean... I, I'm thinking Stan should be at a clown, those other folks, even Dimitrov, of course, in that section. So I'm going to go with Nadal and, and, and Stan. And then on the bottom half, I just don't know that Clay is actually Kyrgios' surface. And actually, Felix has had actually he has some good results on, on Clay. And he's but, but this is on hardcore. Oh, this is hardcore? Yes. Uh, you know what? I guess because I saw Acapulco, I was thinking this thing was on Clay. What? Okay. All right. So this changes some things for me. Okay. okay. Um, so still would go. Ooh. Mm, ooh. No, Roth ain't going to get upset. He didn't like this move. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to go. I'm, you know what? I'm still going to stick with Stan and Rafa. Um, I think that Stan will probably have a, a tough one against Grigor, but he'll take him out. And I think the bottom half is going to be if Nick is if Nick's wrist is right. It should be Nick against Zverev, which I would love to see. Because I always right. love seeing Nick put them things on uh, Zverev. <laughs> so in the final, I'm just going to call it and say it's going to be a Nadal-Nick uh, Kyrgios final. Okay. Okay. And I'll hold, I'll hold on who's going to win. But I'll let you say who you think is going to get there, and then we'll, we'll talk winners. Okay. Well, I agree with the top half of the draw with you, uh, Nadal and Vavrinka. And we're off to a good start because Vavrinka got past Tiafo tonight in a third set tiebreaker. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, gotcha. so he advanced. That's always a tough match for them because they're good friends, and they play and practice a lot with each other. So... Um, it's always a, a, a very tight match with them. But anyway, right. Nadal and Varvinka up top. Mm-hmm. On the bottom, I'm almost there with you. I agree that Zverev, based upon how he's been looking as of late, um, mm-hmm. I put him in the semis. But I don't put Kyrgios. I actually put FAA. Really? Yeah. I put All FAA. Right. And I actually, in the finals, I have Nadal versus FAA. Wow. Okay. All right. And then naturally the pain continues. <laughs> oh and six. <laughs> oh and six, baby. Oh, and, I don't want it to be oh and six. Right. I, right. I, I'll be voting on FAA, but right. you know, I ain't gonna be dumb about it. I know, right? <laughs> Exactly. I ain't going to be dumb, folks. (laughs) Yeah. Because in truth, even if I have Nick getting up there with Nadal, I still feel like Nadal has has gotten himself, you know, mentally, I think he's like, yeah, I'm ready for Nick. I I, I ain't going to be scared of his little games no more. Right. Um, So I I do believe that Nadal will take this trophy for sure. 
So okay. at least we agree on that point. Yeah. Yeah. But it should be good, man. These, that that one looks like it's gonna have some good matches. Like it. Yeah. Yeah. And then we've got Dubai, mm-hmm. which Djokovic, of course, is leading. And and in truth, like I said, even though Dubai is you know the five hundred, just as similar as Abierto. Shoot, I watch Abierto before I watch this one. <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong; he's got some names. So mm-hmm. you, you top the eight seeds. You got Djokovic, Tsitsipas, Monfi, Fognini, Batista, Good, Rublev, Kachinov, and uh, and Benoit Pair. So definitely a very very solid top eight seeds, and they got some great great matches coming up as well. I just for me, without a Federer or an Nadal here, I just think Djokovic runs away with this. And um, yeah. my hope, of course, is that Gael Monfils, if I'm talking semis, I think it'll be Djokovic against Gael Monfils because Gael has been very hot right now. Yes. It, it just, it just, but it hurts my heart. <laughs> it just hurts my heart because I just think that Novak will once again put that smack down on, on, on Gael. What does that know, be, 17-0? 17-0, yeah, which uh, – just hurts my heart. But then on the bottom half, I think it'll probably end up being, if I'm looking at the, who's in that bottom half, I'm going to give it to, uh, you know, I'm going to say Rublev is going to get back on track and he'll get to the semis. He'll probably play CC Paz. And I actually think Rublev is going to take CC Paz out. So I think it'll be Djokovic against Rublev. And did I say that right? Rublev is going to yeah. take out CC Paz. Yeah. So I yeah. think it'll be Djokovic against Rublev. And then I think Djokovic will take the title. What about you? I have exactly what you have minus uh, Rublev beating Pass. I have Pass ah. beating Rublev, but taking the beat down from Djokovic in the finals. Gotcha. Yeah. I mean, because, you know, Djokovic is coming back. He's like, Dubai is the big three, so ain't nobody going to come in and take that from us. <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> Get out of here. Well, and, and speaking of the big three. Yeah. That takes us into what our hot topic is for the weekend. I'm sure everyone heard the news because it was big breaking news when it happened that Roger had decided to have arthroscopic surgery on his knee. Um, He said it had been bothering him for a while, but he thought, you know, it would just kind of work its way out. And um, and what that means is he was he is skipping Dubai, Indian Wells, Miami. It was another tournament and the French Open. So he is targeting to have um, a complete recovery and to be back on tour, on tour in time for the grass. Uh, so what we wanted to talk about today is what does this mean for Roger Federer, his career, for the rest of the tour, uh, with him being out these next three to four months? Yeah, it's it's... First of all, when I heard that news, Bryce, I was I was gutted. Because <laughs> you know I love my Roger Federer. That is my dude. That is my number one. And anytime he is not around the game in tournaments, being active, it's just it it tennis is just that much. You know, um, it, the shine. It just it has just that that you know loss of shine if you will right um and my interest level just it just drops i'm gonna be honest with you when he fully retires that's something i'm gonna have to deal with because like i said when he and serena those are two people that really really make me excited and ecstatic about tennis and when they're no longer competing um it'll definitely be something for me to deal with so as far as him being out these next three months 
like I said, it was a gut punch. Um, but getting back, getting to your question, what you were saying, Bryce, is what does this mean? I honestly, Bryce, for me, I think it's all going to depend. And 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 this is why I say that. If Roger is able to come back from this arthroscopic knee surgery and be successful, i.e., get on the grass and really be able to play some great tennis. Hopefully he can win Wimbledon, but even if he doesn't win Wimbledon, I think he needs a very, very strong run. He needs to be able to get to the semis or to the final. Because if he doesn't, I feel like he will start thinking, hmm, why exactly should I stick around? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so I think Wimbledon and the Olympics are going to be huge as it relates to Roger Federer. Because again, if, if he goes into those and does well, I honestly think that that's going to extend his career. And I actually think that he'll play into 2021. But if he goes in there and he gets, you know, skull cracked, <laughs> right. and, you know, you never want uh, Roger to, to, you know, to get drubbed. But if he gets beat in both Wimbledon and the Olympics, I, I, I honestly believe that he will start considering if 2020 is his last year on tour. That's my own personal thought. How are you looking at this, brother? Yeah, it's funny because I guess I'm a little bit different. Well, let me start off where I am the same as you. Mm-hmm. Ro- Roger Federer and the Williams sisters, they're always the names that I look for in the draw. And if I don't happen to see their names in the draw, that tournament doesn't have quite the level of shine um, as one that does have them in it. So I was disappointed that he's not going to be at a couple of the big tournaments. And, and even, you know, you know, he's defending champion of um, Miami, right? And he was, right. A, he was a finalist in Indian Wells, so he had a lot of points there from last year. Uh, even if he had played the French Open, he wouldn't have been in the top three uh, people most expected to win. I mean, I think we know that that would go to Nadal, team into Djokovic so not worried about that as much even with Wimbledon the way that they will kind of adjust the men's seedings based upon previous grass court results uh, I think he can still even get a top four uh, seeding with Wimbledon having missed all that time now hearing that he was going to get the surgery done believe it or not Isaac really made me become very, very optimistic about 2021 because in my mind, I thought, would he go to have this surgery just because he wants to have a good next couple of months? And obviously the Olympics is very important. Uh, I think in his mind, he had that surgery because he thinks he can play at least through 2021. Hmm, Uh, And Roger has a very good history of coming back strong after layoffs that he does so i look at it this way i think like you said if he comes and he has a strong you know showing at some of these uh events i think it means 2021 is a truly legitimate season for him on the calendar i think if he does not i tell you what roger federer he already knows that in terms of being the GOAT and all that, he's not going to be that person at the end of the day when it comes to total major titles. So you better believe he going to get all his glory before he get up out of here. And so (laughs) if he does not have a great 
return, I think we will hear an announcement from Roger Federer that 2021 will be his last year. He's going to give everybody notice so that for a full year, he can go to every tournament he wants and be adorned <laughs> by the fans, the Roger crew. He going to get that. He, he's not right. going to be one of these players like, oh, I retired. I'm just out. Nope. He wants to no. get his flowers and his chocolates and everything. <laughs> his Swiss chocolates. <laughs> he, he won it all. So I think one way or the other, we're going to see Roger Federer at least through the 2021 season. And when I say through the 2021 season, I, I mean at least through the U.S. Open. Hmm. Okay. All right. Nothing wrong with that, brother. Yeah. And I think in terms of him competing – uh, rankings, truly. I mean, he said this for a while that they really don't mean anything to him. I really, really don't think they mean anything to him now. I think if there is some way that if he can get this gold medal in the Olympics for singles, that would be his number one priority. If he can't do anything else, he would want that. And then, right. and then closely following that, any majors he can pick up on this way out, you know, yep. he's going to try to snag. And I, you know, I just think um, that the Australian, Wimbledon, and the U.S. Open, you know, he's always going to be a contender at those for at least, you know, this year, next year. Right. Have they announced what the surface will be at the Olympics? I have not heard that. My assumption is with it being in Japan, it's going to be on hard. Yeah. Gotcha. Yep. So. Okay. Just figured I'd just figured I'd inquire. Right. Yeah. No. I that that's my assumption because you know they're going to pick the surface that best suits their players, and really right. they have to look at Osaka. Oh yeah. Yep. You know yep, that's true. And, Very true. And Osaka would give some serious side eye if they came talking <laughs> about some some clay or some grass. That's a very good point. Her, her eye may get stuck in that position. <laughs> I mean, so I think it's clearly going to be hardcore. Yeah, I, I think you're right. <laughs> <laughs> that would be tight if your eye gets stuck inside. <laughs> but she would have that much intent on how she <laughs> threw it. I'm telling you, I, no. So it is on hard. Even though I have not seen it in print, for that very reason, I guarantee you it is on hardcore. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> Just get stuck. <laughs> oh, we we have just lost it. I'm, I'm sorry, listening audience. <laughs> Ooh, that's funny. <laughs> we, we obviously have a case of the giggles tonight. <laughs> so anyway, those are our thoughts about Roger Federer. If you feel any differently or you have some additional insight for us, please go out to our website, uh, www.brothersontennis.com, and that's B-R-U-T-H-A-S, ontennis.com. Also, you can drop us a message on social media, whether it's through Twitter or Instagram or Facebook. Uh, we'd love to hear your thoughts on the subject. Yes, we would, folks. <laughs> Don't be giving us no side eye. 
you are insane. <laughs> oh my God, I can just see Naomi Osaka with that side. I just stuck. I, I can't, I can't stop. <laughs> well, I'm glad I gave you such a visual on that. That's good, bro. That was a good one. <laughs> so, anyway, well, we're going to sign off because obviously we can't keep it together tonight. <laughs> but we want you guys to go out there and watch all this good tennis that's coming up and, um, you know, check us out on all of our social media platforms. So, with that, this is your boy, Bryce. And this is your boy, Isaac. And we are Brothers on Tennis, and you guys have a great one. Talk to you next week.